This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. If you're in the Hattiesburg area for any of the games this year, if you come to the Hub City, be sure you check out our friends at the Courtyard by Marriott just off of I-59. Great location, great stay. If you're in the Hub City, check out the Courtyard by Marriott. All right, so it was a beautiful weekend on campus. You could not have asked for better weather, maybe just a little cooler. Okay, I will say that. But overall, hardly a cloud in the sky. Uh, you know, sun's out, guns out for Kirk Overby. I mean, it was just a great time. Always fun getting to see everybody. We only have five home games as of right now for this season, so it's a good. It's always good to get out and see everybody. we got some breaks in between them, so I think this is going to be a fun year. So Jason and I went out, we went out Friday, we set up the tent, we went to the Friday football luncheon just to give you an idea of what all went on. We jumped on the media a couple of times last week. Jason was on the uh, Kelly Center Sports Hour. I was on the WJTV Sports Zone Saturday with Noah Newman, Samaria Terry, and Andrew Harrison. Uh, that was a lot of fun getting to cut up with, the, with uh, that crew. So uh, much appreciated for you guys having us on. So this is something that we do the first home game of every season. We, we usually do it a couple of times each year, but what we'd like to do is give you a taste of the atmosphere. Speak to some of the folks that are around on campus tailgating, catch up with old friends, catch up with new friends, talk a little Southern Miss, uh, Southern Miss football, and have some Southern Miss fellowship. So the sound is a little spotty at times, the audio, audio quality. I mean, there's some situations where Jason's doing an interview and the band is playing in the background. So you kind of just have to uh, take it for what it is. But wanted to give you guys a little taste. Check in with some of our listeners. Check in with some of our friends, some former players and the like uh, for our Southern Miss versus Alcorn recap. Now, after that, we're going to talk a little Mississippi State football with former quarterback and radio analyst Matt Wyatt. And if you are not familiar with Matt or if you, if you haven't been listening to this show in its entirety, Matt played a huge role in getting to the top talk off the ground and, and helping us get the, get the spark going for what we would evolve into, which is to the top talk as of right now. <laughs> so like I said, we had a great time. Jason's going to be joining the show momentarily, but let's let's flash back to this weekend. Let's get it kicked off. Jason Bailey at the To The Top Talk tailgate. One thirty-four. Cooper and I are at the tent. Currently the only ones at the tent. The place is pretty packed out, but Cooper, uh, you just uh, fired up the grill for the first time since last year. How'd that treat you? I am pumped, man. I am... Um... 
it's like uh, putting on a good old pair of socks. It's it's just, it's just you know, I was telling somebody earlier, it's like I haven't uh, it, the wait is so long for football season to get here, but once you get back in the groove, it feels like you haven't missed a beat. So it's it's a good feeling. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is Jeremy Cooper. Um, he and I have been doing this thing for a long, 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 long time. He just fired up the grill, and it just about singed off all the hairs on his eyebrows. So uh, we're getting everything going here. Cooper, do you have any predictions for the season? I know everybody probably thinks we're going to win the game today pretty handily, which we hope that happens. But as far as the whole season goes, what's your win total looking like for the Golden Eagles this year? Yeah, I'm definitely predicting a win today. From you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm I can't wait to see Jack and and the, the new offensive coordinator and what he's going to do. But um, my my win, I, I'm predicting eight wins this year. I mean, that's and, and that's that's my conservative shot. So uh, eight wins or more, uh, I think is is very doable for us this year. You heard it here first. Eight wins is the floor for the Golden Eagles this year. So um, anyway, we'll check back in again later. To the top. To the top. One fifty-three, and more people have arrived at the tent. Our good buddy Steve Farmer, the usual suspects, is uh, who we're interviewing right now. We're going to try to get some more people at our home. But Steve made the trip from uh, from, from the North Shore, right? That's right, man. To the top, baby. To the top. So uh, we've been asking everybody the same thing. But uh, as far as the season goes, um, what are you looking for? Is like the like, the win total for the Southern Miss uh, Golden Eagles this year? I'm excited, man. We were kind of young last year and went six and five. But honestly, I think this year. Knowing the experience we have coming back, uh, new offensive coordinator, you know, new strength coach, I really expect good things. I'm thinking eight wins for sure and possibly a ninth win in there. I do think we win our side of the conference and possibly host the championship this year. I'm telling you right now, for next year, we will do all, we will host the championship next year and probably win it. All right, really going out on a limb for next year there, Steve. I appreciate it. So tell me about this Napa thing. Uh, you were talking about it earlier, but is this right that you're going to miss a football game this year and homecoming, no doubt? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> my first homecoming to miss since 1988. So uh, my wife decided that uh, we had another couple who had some opportunities to go to Napa for a crush that week, and she uh, – put us in there to go with them and uh now that everything's paid i'm looking up and seeing it's homecoming and uh quite depressed so well if there's anybody you want to do it for it's tabby we all love tabby to death so anyway buddy to the top to the top man so uh 255 uh ran across a listener that came up to the tent saw the banner i guess and just stopped by so tell everybody what your name is and where you living now at wesley dickens oxford mississippi in enemy territory i knew i smelled something but <laughs> no man thanks for stopping by uh, so you having fun today? You, you made the trip down. What's that, about a four-hour drive or so? Uh, it's five hours. Well, to Picayune is where uh, my wife and, and my family, we, we live. So we went down last night to Picayune and drove up. Today's 45-minute drive from Picayune. And so it was a quick trip this morning to make it back up here. Absolutely. So you couldn't really ask for a better day. I mean, this is beautiful weather out. I think we're going to have a great crowd. Looks like Alcorn brought a pretty decent contingency. So as far as the game goes today, I think most people feel like Southern Miss is going to do really well, but you never know. I mean, the UAB thing didn't go quite as they had planned. So how do you feel like today is going to go? Well, I'm, I'm sure a Southern Miss win, but you, we want to make a statement the first game. I think this type of atmosphere, you got this crowd. We got to have a big win starting off, and then next week Mississippi State. So you want to have uh, a big statement win, and then go into that away game, and then hopefully have some momentum going on. No doubt, we go one and zero today, right? So as far as the after after this win today, how many wins do you think the Golden Eagles are going to have through 12 games this year? I'm hoping nine. That's what I'm going for, nine wins. Uh, and you know, we, we 
tend to do the Southern Miss way sometimes, and then there's games that we should win and we end up losing, and then there's games that we sh- uh, should lose and we ended up winning. So I'm hoping nine wins. Definitely going bowling this year after missing it last year. I'm ready for a bowl and, and to kind of celebrate the, the season that way. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, man, hey. thanks for stopping by and Southern Miss. To the top. Okay, 302. Ran into a Golden Eagle great. Luke Johnson. Luke, what's happening, buddy? Hey, man, just enjoying the tailgate. A lot of people on campus, first day. College football's here. It's great. College football is here. You could not ask for any better weather. Um, you know, the place looks packed. Uh, we've had a lot of other people on. I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, I think Alcorn brought a pretty good contingency of fans. So it looks like there might be a packed out uh, house at the Rock today. Yeah, you know, any Southern Miss fan that doesn't like the athletic department's decision to play a swag school, you know, the the what the atmosphere we have on campus today, you don't see it when, you know, even a marshal comes to town or anything like that. So it's a win-win for the university. We have a, a win, you know, we, we should win today, no doubt, uh, but it's going to put a lot of people in the stands, and it's a great atmosphere, especially with the way that SWAC schools travel and, and the environment that they bring. Well, I know you have to, uh, on a daily basis pretty much, put up with Kelly Sander on, on the Eagle Hour. But uh, talk a little bit about the Eagle Hour. You guys do a fantastic job over there. And just tell people maybe when, when they can tune in and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, we just try every day to expose uh, our Southern Miss, and, and especially not just the big three. We talk about tennis. We talk about uh, cross country. Uh, I have the, the track and field on a lot of times. I had a soccer coach on a few weeks ago. We're on Super Talk uh, every day. We're on three different Super Talk stations, uh, 99.3 in Laurel, 97.3 in uh, in Hattiesburg. But you can always go online and listen to it live at supertalklaurel.com, supertalkhattiesburg.com. You can always go back and, and check out uh, On Demand. We're on uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Play, and, and a lot of those. So we just really try to give exposure to the university. Able, really fortunate to, to have some all-time greats. Had Todd Munkin a, a few few weeks ago, and uh, always bringing in different guys. Reggie Collier set in with us a few weeks ago. So just always just trying to give uh, you know that niche out there, let Southern Miss fans know that, that we're worth covering. Sure thing, man. So as far as the uh, kicking game goes, I don't know how, how much you've been around uh, the fellas these days, but what are you, what are you expecting out of these? I, mean, I, know, I know we have a brand-new field goal kicker, a true freshman, and the punting going to kind of be like, is, is Everett still the punter? It was up for grabs this week still. Mm-hmm. And and when I started in 03, we played Cal the first game, and we didn't know until Tuesday of game week. So Coach Hobson, when he released the depth chart this week, and I think even at the presser Monday, he didn't know who was you know, going to punt, and he may just be hiding his cards like he does a lot. you know. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Stein, uh, the freshman kicker, Darren McCaleb started – uh, as a true freshman, and he was one of the all-time greats ever to play here. Uh, I hope that Stein's first kick isn't 45 or, or beyond. <laughs> I hope that they, if they stall inside, I hope it's somewhere in the 30 range. It's just like a quarterback. You know, have a flawless operation, get a couple kicks under his belt, uh, PAT, settle his nerves a little bit. Uh, you want him to get some kicks in today because you don't want his first pressure kick to be against Mississippi State next year. So as far as the uh, – we're getting everybody to do the same question, but uh, the season win total, this is, this is game number one. Um, I think a lot of people feel like this today's game is going to go a certain way. But as far as the season total goes, tough schedule. Uh, how many wins do you see the Golden Eagles coming out with? you got to be two and two, I think, um, through the first four. 
if you if you're two and two, you get through UTEP, you get to the bye week at three and two. You may split with North Texas and La Tech. Best case best case scenario, you're three win or five wins through them. I think more re- realistically, after La Tech, you're four and three, and then you can maybe win three or four in a row. Mm-hmm. So I think nines, uh, your max. Uh, I think eight would be very good. I think seven would be a disappointment. So I'm I'm saying I'm looking for eight. Perfect. Well, man, thanks for taking the time and uh, Southern Miss to the top. It is 4:03 p.m. We are Eagle Walk. It just started. Just finished up with the good folks at WJTV a little while ago over by the Hub, talking a little Southern Miss on their um, Saturday college football show. But the crowd's filling in. Everybody's having a good time. Not a cloud in the sky, but it is scalding hot out. <laughs> this is warm. We're standing that right now. Uh, you can listen in the background. You can hear the band a little bit. So Eagle Walk is coming on through. Get you a little taste of the atmosphere here. It is now 4.16 p.m. We just left Eagle Walk. On the way back, I found a dear friend of mine. He is uh, one of the co-owners of uh, Keg and Barrel, Jim Thompson, in the house. What's happening, Jim? How you doing? How you doing? Good. What's going on with the new Keg and Barrel West? It is off the chain. It's so off the chain that we decided to do a third one. Uh, we're going to start construction already. We already started construction. It's going to open in uh, January of 2020 in Ocean Springs. Wow. What part of Ocean Springs? Uh, it's a new development called The Inlet. It's about a mile down from Government Street. Uh, condominium area that they're building and we're going to be a little anchor down at the bottom of the shopping center oh that's awesome you guys are rock and roll yes sir now you're a, you're a long time golden eagle fan 100 100 percent. season ticket holder every year what are your thoughts on this 2019 season uh honestly i think uh i think we're gonna win our division hopefully uh we can host uh the conference usa championship here at the rock i think that uh that'd be good for the community be good for the team good for everything strong 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 on defense i think the offense may be a question mark but we're gonna find out today Maybe work out some kinks, but uh, I think we should have no problem winning our division and moving on and uh, be conference champs. So the miss to the top, baby. 4:34, getting closer and closer to game time. Ran across one of my old running buddies from college, uh, fraternity brother, uh, former Golden Eagle, Tanner Swedman. Tanner, what's up? Hey, Bump, what's going on, man? He even sounds bigger than me, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, man, uh, beautiful weather out today. We got a little breeze. Maybe it's a little bit hot, but. You know what? You really can't beat the uh, the, tem- the temperature out here, though. No, it's uh, it's been nice this afternoon. Little breezes kicked up. Uh, had the kids out here. Finally got them out running around. So as long as I can keep up with them, we're good. You got to grow them up right. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. So uh, you guys are on this side of Eagle Walk, uh, and it's like right when the stadium uh, where, where Eagle Walk used to end. Eagle Walk now goes all the way through here. So uh, was that a little bit a little bit better for you guys? See, beginning able to like participate in Eagle Walk a little bit more. Oh, we did enjoy it. My uh, oldest son got in there. He was giving high fives to everybody. My youngest son was dancing as the team came by. Everybody had a great time. We, we have really enjoyed the change of uh, direction this year. Cool. I don't know if you're going to be able to pick this up on the audio, but the uh, Alcorn Band actually is making their way right by us right now. Now, as far as the game goes today, what do you see playing out today? You know, I... I like the size I saw walking by in the Eagle Walk. I'm excited to watch that offensive line a little bit. Okay, uh, so today we're looking for a win. What about the rest of the season? We're, I'm going to need a win total from from the 12 games. Let's, let's let's take out the bowl play, but for the 12 games we have scheduled, what, what you got? I I'd like to see eight or nine. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. It'd be great if we could knock off one of our big games this year as well. 
What's going to happen uh, next week? Next week, I think we go up there and surprise them. Absolutely, man. Well, I, hey, appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to put it down, and we're going to get in there and watch a little bit of this ball game. But, hey, man, Southern Miss? To the top. Okay, um, 528. We are 32 minutes away from – well, the kickoff thing is 605. But, so, anyway, within 40 minutes of kickoff, and I ran into a good buddy of mine. Uh, tailgate's next to us pretty much every single season, John Adam Hagney. John, what's up? Man, hey, I'm – it's good to be out here, man. The excitement is at an all-time level this year, man. We are excited. We're ready to see what the boys can do. Yeah. Well, there is a buzz. There, there's a buzz, and, and you know, the, the weather's probably been a fact, playing a factor today, too. Um, you know, Alcorn brought a bunch of fans, um, but it looks like there's probably going to be a pretty good-sized crowd here at The Rock today. I feel like we're going to do the, the 30K thing. I feel like this is going to be the game to do it. Like, the weather's not terrible. You know, there's a nice breeze blowing in. A lot of people out here grilling. You know, all corn brought a excellent crowd. So, hey, man, I hope hey, we better show up. So who are some of the players today that you look to, uh, to, to kind of take over the game today? All right, so, you know, I'm not going to name any players, but, hey, listen, Jack is, hey, we're going to see what he can do. Uh, I'm really excited to see our offensive line. This year, everybody is looking at our running game. If we can get our running game established, our wide receivers are going to eat all day long. So everybody's really, really excited to see about that. And, of course, you know, everybody we brought back on defense. So, you know, it's it's like a kid, you know, looking at a jar of candy, but they're like, hold on, you can't have it yet, but you're about to get it. So we'll see what happens, man. All right, so two more questions. Uh, what is the final score of today? Uh, final score today, I would – Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say 56 to 10. I really feel like we're going to come out. We're going to come out fast. We're going to come out strong. And we really want to set the tone and let everybody in the nation know that, hey, Southern Miss is not a joke this year. And, hey, Mississippi State, we're coming for you, baby. Right. All right, so last question. Uh, what's our win total for the season? Uh, win total, I really feel like. We have a excellent chance of going. Uh, you put me on the spot, Jason. I'll say we should be able to win. Man, I'm gonna give us 12, dude. 12 wins. Wow. Yeah, I really think we can do it if we play consistent, barring injury. 12 wins, man. Sky's the limit, man. This is our year. Awesome. Well, you heard it here first. Everybody else has probably been going like eight or nine. But you know what? I love. Hey, if you've ever heard of a guy having a glass half full. This is the guy. All right. Hey, thanks, buddy, so much. And uh, Southern Miss, to the top, baby. Okay, 924. Uh, game's over. We've all, uh, we all have our thoughts on, on, on kind of what we witnessed, but I ran into a good friend of ours, Philip Scott. Philip, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, it's good to have the Eagles back out here. Uh, supposed to play right off the bat, kick return back. He later got a punt return back, so that's good notes. Running game's still not there. A little disappointed in that, uh, but defensively we look excellent. Uh, besides a few things here and there, I think uh, we're gonna be pretty alright. I think this year. I agree. So uh, before we let you go, when the band's just kind of drowning us out here, uh, what, what, what about the uh, the win total for the Eagles this year? Uh, I got nine. I'm not gonna say what the three losses are, uh, but I'm saying nine wins on the year. Nine wins on the year. That's what I think too, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for checking in at Southern Miss. To the top.
All right, it's now 3.17 on Sunday afternoon. Everybody's trying to recover from all the events that were uh, the, the opening, in my, in my mind, the opening college football Saturday here uh, at the end of August. We're in September now, actually. But on the line now is this guy, he should get a lot of the credit for getting to the top talk off the ground. Our a friend of the show, Matt Wyatt. How's it going today, Matt? What's up, Jamie? Good to hear your voice, man. Likewise. It's good to finally get you on here. Yeah. Well, it's about time, if I do say so. It's <laughs> way past due, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, Bulldogs had a strong start yesterday, defeating the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, ULL, 38-28. to What are some of your <laughs> thoughts on that game? Well, uh, yeah, it's... Um, you know, you want to know. I guess that's the main objective. Uh, State could have played better at times on both sides of the ball. Uh, at times, they did a lot of good things on both sides of the ball. You know. Um, also, I thought Louisiana was, and I can't even figure out what to call them, Jamie. Um, it's so confusing. They say to every, they put out notes when you play them. They give you a note, and it says, "Do not refer to us as Louisiana Lafayette." Don't call us ULL. We are Louisiana. Then you look at their website, and their website says, University of Louisiana Lafayette. <laughs> and like all all the SEC notes that we get from the, from the Southeastern Conference always says Lafayette because that's what LSU wants. Right. LSU wants you to call them Lafayette. So I never know what to say, so we always defer to just raging Cajuns. But I thought uh, they were good. Um, and I say good. I mean – I thought they were better than what we saw last year. You know, we hosted Lafayette last year in the third game, I guess, of the year. It was in Starkville. And they didn't really get themselves going under Billy Napier until the second half of last season. And then they were pretty good once they got going and won seven games and played in the Sun Belt title game. And their running backs, three of them combined for like 3,000 yards. Um, they were pretty good in the second half of the year. So they looked a little bit better football team to me yesterday than what we saw last year. Just a little older, more experienced on our offensive line. Running backs are pretty good. and So they played really hard. You know, they made a lot of mistakes, too. Anyway, I just came away from the game thinking that in a lot of ways, it's kind of what I expected. And that was I expected them to be a little better. Uh, expected State to still, you know, his first game, they're going to kind of be searching for their identity on defense, which they kind of were with all the players missing uh, on your depth chart because of suspension. You expected that to probably hurt them in the fourth quarter, which State did give up some four-quarter points. And I expected State to be better and a little more balanced on offense just than they were a year ago, and they were because of Tommy Stevens, because he can really throw the ball. And so they did some good things. So, it wasn't as impressive a win as a lot of the fan base wanted. Um, but overall, I, you know, I felt like State accomplished what they needed to away from their own building. Let's just get a win and go back home. And Kylan Hill, I mean, 27 carries, 197 yards, and one touchdown. I mean, he played out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. Kylan's really, really good, man. He's And his whole thing is just staying healthy. If he's healthy – it, this would have happened a year ago. You know, he's easily a thousand yard back last year. I think if he just is a hundred percent for the whole year. 
he played some games at not 100%, and then he missed a game or a game and a half or whatever. And he's he's really, really good. He's just prototypical build. You know, 5'11", six, 6 feet, 215, runs through tackles, super fast, can run away from people, great vision, catches the ball well, just does everything really well. So, And I knew, Jamie, coming into the year, that just based on everything I'd seen in practice, scrimmages, that Tommy Stevens' ability to throw the ball consistently was going to open things up for Colin Hill because it makes defenses line up honestly, makes them get out of the box a little more, and it just gives Colin Hill a little more room to operate sometimes. And Yeah, so he was really good yesterday. Very, very good. He was the thing that made him go first and foremost on offense. You mentioned Tommy Stevens, of course, the transfer from Penn State. I mean, for usually – it's it's I think it's kind of um, special for a graduate transfer to come in and have that kind of impact right away. And, but I guess his familiarity with the scheme and and Coach Moorhead kind of played in that in a little into that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He when we were kind of looking at it, adding it all up, and then after he made the assistant transfer, kind of asking the coaches about it, and that was the the deal. Is he actually? This is basically his fourth year in the offensive system that Moorhead runs. Okay, so same terminology, the calls, the way you read things, the way you call it in a huddle, the way you call it at the line, everything. Uh, they did it at Penn State when Moorhead was there at 16 and 17. Last year at Penn State, they didn't change anything after Joe left. They still all had the same terminology, right? So it, that there was much less of a learning curve for Tommy when he first got there at state on the playbook side of things than normal transfers have his learning curve was just, you know, kind of getting into the locker room and becoming one of the guys and everybody being comfortable with him. And he's by all accounts, he's done a good job of that. And they like him. He's a hard worker, hard nosed kind of guy. So he fits in well and teammates voted him a captain and all that kind of stuff. I felt like he got off to a pretty good start yesterday. I just thought about this. So, you know, there's a graduate transfer from Penn State at Southern Miss now. So I guess Torrance Brown and Tommy Stevens have been teammates the past few years. Yeah, about that. It's really neat, right? So welcome to the transfer portal era. Right? <laughs> the portal. Could they come up with a worse name, Jamie? Yeah, the yeah. Portal. The portal. I mean, what is this? I mean, it's just every time the NCAA puts their hands on anything, they overcook it, overthink it. It's corporate <laughs> you know America, I mean? yeah. Yeah, like we're going to, you know, you read their decisions. What was that? So State had uh, um, an NCAA ruling back two weeks ago, came out right before the season, where part of the language, what did it say? That they had reached, um, what was the, some kind of weird language. Instead of just saying, you know, sanctions or penalties, they had reached some t- a negotiated a, a settlement. They agreed upon a negotiated settlement or something like that. Like, come on, just say penalties. You know, it's what it is. But they try their best to overcook everything. Yeah, but it's the portal. So in the era the portal. of the portal, I guess we're we're going to see more and more of this. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get more and more interesting as it as it goes on. <laughs> well, it will because more players are going to do it, especially quarterbacks. Yeah. Know? Because and, and I don't know, I'm not really sure it's a bad thing uh, overall. Because the NCAA 
you think about the overall structure. They tell you you've got a five-year window of your life where you're eligible to play, five years, and that's it. So you and I are old enough to realize now that's not a very long period of time. When you know, when you're 18, five years seems like a long time. But so they limit you to five years that you've got eligible to play in college. Then they tell you inside of that you really can only play four years out of your five years in school. And oh, by the way, if you transfer D1 to D1 and you're not a graduate, you're going to sit out a year there. You know, redshirt rules and all this. So quarterbacks a position where they don't platoon. It's not like running back and we're going to play three guys the whole game. Right. At linebacker, we rotate two deep. You know, if you're a defensive lineman, you'd be third string, guaranteed to play. But at quarterback, that's not the case. So, you know, if you get such a short window to play anyway. And I understand if a guy transfers somewhere and he goes, man, I just don't want to waste my career sitting on the bench. I actually want to play in games. Well, how are you going to blame somebody for that? So I think we're only just the tip of the iceberg. It's about to be – we're going to have – Pretty soon we're going to look up and nine out of ten schools are going to have transfer quarterbacks playing for them. Right, that's a fair point. And, and two, something has to be addressed when it comes to the uh, amount of scholarships they can hand out. I mean, because when you have, you know, you're trying to build that 85-man roster like we've been trying to do down here the past few years, um, it, it's really going to hurt the numbers when you have to count that as a signee. Well, that's right. That's right. And they make it so difficult and more than it has to be, Jamie, because – you know, for years and years, there was this idea of amateurism, uh, what still is, but then also on top of that, the the fact that there a lot of the rules are in place to try to curb some of the cheating. <laughs> right. Because on the front end, everybody knew, well, look, everybody's competitive. They're going to try to find ways around everything put in place. And so it's kind of gotten complicated when really all they have to do is go, hey, look, if you're not in trouble, if you don't, if you're not on probation and you don't have restrictions, do whatever you have to do to go get 85 scholarships. You know, let everybody have 85 scholarships. Yeah. Find yourself looking at a situation where people transferred or a guy quit or flunked, and now you're short. And if you go out and sign 25 players this year, that's not going to get you back to 85. Okay, we'll go sign more. Get back to 85. It would be really simple if they wanted it to be. And that's just how I feel about it. What are your thoughts on this Mississippi State defense? I know you had, you know, two of the starters were out yesterday, but uh, they seem to have a, a solid game, and that's something that Mississippi State kind of builds has built their football reputation on his defense. Yeah, they are. Um, it's not really starting over this year on defense, Jamie, because they do have a lot of you know players back, but it sort of is starting over when you lose three first round draft picks off the same team. Oh, I'm the same defense, you know? So what I saw, they have some guys on that side of the ball who are going to be drafted highly. You know, Errol Thompson, the middle linebacker, Cam Dantzler, the corner, Brian Cole, the safety. Uh, Chauncey Rivers is going to get a chance in the NFL, the defensive end. I don't know how highly he'll be drafted. We'll see. But So it's not, you know, any lack of talent or anything. But just look at it this way. Last year, they were the number one scoring defense in the SEC. Well, you lose three first-rounders at, you know, really three different levels. Defensive tackle, defensive end linebacker, and safety. And so last year, they knew that it was so clear what their identity was. It was a defensive front. Jeffrey Simmons leading the group with a bunch of other seniors who are in the NFL now. 
Braxton Hoyettes with the Titans. Uh, Corey Thomas off last year's team is he's made the Dolphins. You know, like you knew your identity, and they were able to just very easily coach around it. And I think you saw yesterday. They don't know what their identity is yet on defense. You're starting freshman defensive tackles, um, new defensive ends, uh, you know, one new safety in a starting position, and, and trying to play nickel. And yesterday against Louisiana, they're playing a team that runs a lot of stuff laterally, sideline to sideline, a lot of motion and misdirection. And in the first game of the year, you don't have – you know, current film to go off of. Does that make sense? Right. So, you know, you take Southern Miss, for instance, you know, they're they're preparing to play Alcorn. They're going to base everything they study off last year's team. But, but you can only get so much of a gauge. And when you're the favorite team and you know you have better players, you're the team, you know, Southern Miss went to that game and you're kind of vanilla because you don't have to show anything. You don't have to do a lot of tricks. You're kind of vanilla on offense, kind of vanilla on defense. And sometimes the other guys will throw the kitchen sink at you because you're one of their Super Bowl games throughout the year. So, you know, so week two on becomes a little different. And it's, I think teams start to figure out who they really are because now they're game planning based on recent film and scouting and all that and, and kind of round it into shape. But we saw clearly yesterday they've got, a, they've got to improve tackling. They didn't tackle very well, and they got to figure out who they are, be a little more physical on that side of the ball. For any fans that might be heading that way this weekend, do you have any uh, food recommendations? Well, let's see. Yeah, I tell you, let me. I'll, I'll be happy to give you an answer, but can I preface it? Sure. Um, and I um, let me preface it by saying, like, I'm not a foodie. Um, and I, I don't, like, know very much about food and ingredients and, like, high – I'm not high class, Jamie. I like <laughs> bologna sandwiches. Like, I, you tell me, hey, we're going to fry some bologna and make sandwiches. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> okay? Peanut butter and jelly, look, that's – you know, I live off that. So, again, take my recommendations, I guess, with a grain of salt. But the good thing is salt was not very big, so there's not a whole lot to recommend, huh? Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like the veranda a lot. Um, their food is great. And it, it really is. If you're there early, I guess the game's the middle of the day. You could go to Restaurant Tyler for, like, brunch. Uh, the Breakfast Club is a great breakfast place if people are there early. Uh, it used to be Cappy's Steakhouse, and they kind of remodeled and rechanged it, you know, or changed it, uh, the Breakfast Club. And then there's this place that's a little bit smaller. It's very close to campus, though. It's kind of within walking distance to the Cotton District, and it's called um, a Camp House. Uh, two words, a Camp House. And it's really, really good food. So there you go. There's three or four recommendations. Perfect. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on. It's been a long time coming. Uh, before we let you get out of here, do you have any fi- final thoughts on the game this weekend? Yeah. Um, I think this, uh, I think it's going to be a good competitive ball game i really do i think it's one of those where it's you know it's it's an advantage for state and start ball but i think the southern miss if they were to play really well could have a chance to win the game you know if they were to play really well and maybe get state to turn the ball over some um i think southern miss could have a chance 
it's also the kind of game where, you know, week two of the season, the state's got a film to go off of the last week, kind of scout some stuff. And, and teams make a big difference. It'll be state's first home game, so they're really going to be amped up. And it also could be a game where if state does something really good in the first few minutes, uh, it could be hard for Southern Miss to get that train turned back around. You know, so I think the first, you know, five, six minutes of that game are really important for Southern Miss. But if they throw a punch or two and get a stop or two, create a turnover, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a game where Southern Miss could, you know, could have a chance, certainly. So I, I expect, until I see otherwise, I expect a competitive ball game. That was Matt Wyatt. You can follow him on Twitter at Radio Wyatt. So glad to finally have Matt on the show. He was a big help in getting this podcast off the ground. Um, I, I guess we'll be doing it again in a couple of years anyways. <laughs> Joining me now is uh, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. What's up, man? Greetings and salutations, buddy. Uh, it is uh, the day before having to get back to work, but what, I mean, what a fantastic uh, long weekend we just had. And um, I hate to see it end, but uh, but it was, it, was a, it was a good weekend. So before we get to the Mississippi State game, let's talk a little bit about Alcorn State. Southern Miss defeated the Alcorn State Braves 38 to 10. If you missed the, if you were there in person like we were and you want to catch the replay, go to the ESPN app. Jason Baker did a great job with friend of the show, Marshant Kenny. He's making his play by or his color man debut, um, for ESPN three. I thought he did a great job. I went back and watched it yesterday. So, uh, kudos to those guys. Also, before the game, it was announced that you you are now it is now available for you to join the 601 Club. This is replacing the Touchdown Club. So if you join the 601 Club, you will get a black 601 shirt, kind of like what Coach Hop was wearing in the picture that everybody was going crazy over. A gold 601 T-shirt. It's 125 bucks. Go to 601club.com. Kind of revamping the Touchdown Club. Um, I think it was a good move. I, I know I want to join. Yeah, well, that's kind of a no-brainer, honestly, for me. That's cool. I, I didn't know about that until you just told me. So, so you get two shirts, and you get to be in the club. And one of them's a, one's a black, one's a gold, and it, it's it's the six hundred one logo that they had on <laughs> some of the yeah. shirts during practice. So, I'm down. Cool. Yeah, neato. I gotta run that past the old wife, but uh, shouldn't be an issue. Well, let's talk a little bit about the game. Let's start off with the good, Jason. Why don't you break down uh, the good from this past weekend's game? I had a lot of good. I wrote down some things here. Uh, n- First and foremost, the attendance, the atmosphere, the enthusiasm level—I thought that was all. Uh, thought that was all fantastic, and uh, you know, couldn't have asked for better weather or anything like that. But people were into the game from the get-go. Of course, it wasn't hard when you start off with a, with a kickoff return for a, for a touchdown. But um, but uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but the attendance, atmosphere, and enthusiasm just kind of jumped off the page to me. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the atmosphere was fantastic, and like I said at the start of the show. I mean, this is, you could not have asked for better weather. Maybe a little cooler, but there was hardly a cloud in the sky. It was rather mild given to opening day games in the past. It, you know, you weren't sitting there just, it wasn't like scalding hot. It was warm, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as hot as it's been in the past and not as humid as it was last year after that monster rainstorm. Yeah. Uh, all right, next, what you got on the good? Uh, special teams, Jalon Adams. I mean, he had himself a day, right? Uh, returned the opening kick for a touchdown and then returned a punt for a touchdown later on. 
My man is really fast, and in my opinion, he looked like the best player on the football field uh, the entire game. He was so fast, and for for that effort, he was awarded the Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week. And I believe this is the first time that we've ever had a single player return both a kick off for, for a touchdown and a punt uh, return for a touchdown. Huh. So um, the kick return, 89 yards. The punt return, 80 yards. I mean, he looked like he was just zooming past everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely shot out of a cannon, and, um, and and we needed it. I mean, you look at the end of the game, and without those two, if you take them away, I mean, here's the, who knows if he hadn't taken them the distance, if we'd have maybe still drove and scored. But um, that's uh, that's something that teams are going to have to pay attention to in the future, too. And, um, and it's probably going to be a difference maker for us moving forward. And you think about having him even as a receiver, uh, mm-hmm. then you have to throw somebody like Quiz out there. I mean, there's a lot of different – mismatches that you can create uh, with those two on the field. So Yeah, absolutely. All right, what else you got? Next, and this might just be for me personally, but uh, I saw Jack step up in the pocket and deliver some really, really nice balls. Uh, he even ran, uh, I think he had about a 25-yard touchdown one time where he stepped up in, eluded some tacklers, and ran to the end zone. Not that I'm saying I want him to run, but I am saying that I'd like for him to stay in there, uh, even with the offensive line that's struggling a little bit. And instead of just get rid of it real quick, stay in there longer and try to you know get the ball down the field. And I thought he did that specifically in the seventh in the uh, second half. Well, Jack, like you mentioned, he had the fifteen was well, a fourteen yard touchdown run there in the second half, uh, his first rushing touchdown of his career. He was eighteen for twenty eight on the day for two hundred and ninety three yards, one touchdown and one interception. Now on the eighteen for twenty eight, I I can recall about four or five balls that were just dropped. Sure. That um, you know would have would have taken his numbers even further, um, given the way that the protection was playing up front, given the drop passes, and given losing your top you know your first string running back to start the game. Not to mention your you know your um, all conference wide receiver being suspended for the first two games. I thought it was a really solid effort, and and hopefully that's the Jack we're going to see um, for the next eleven games this year. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, what's next? Uh, we made some halftime adjustments. Uh, something that I, I think, I, you know, honestly was was kind of lacking the last few years. Um, so, and and I know that it probably shook up the uh, the play calling a little bit when your running back goes down to start the game. Everything you're maybe you had in your head you're going to plan to do in that first half, you know, it's just up in the air all of a sudden. But to that effect, uh, second half came out and I thought we changed it up and and when we looked a lot better offensively, um, you know, compared to that first half. Any more good? Um, well, a couple things. Um, number one, D. Baker, absolutely electric. We had talked about it on some other episodes, but that guy probably got more playing time than he was expecting with uh, with Mosley going down. And even though he's slight in frame, uh, my man is is super fast, and 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 that's awesome. And the last thing is, my mom actually predicted the exact score. <laughs> I'm sure I'm never going to hear the end of it, but uh, on, on the little poll that To the Top Talk ran, she. She uh, she picked the exact score uh, to the T, so that was part of my good impressive. as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the bad, and and I'm going to start off with the bad here. Okay. The lines at the concession stand. Mm, yep. I mean, I didn't go to the concession stand, but I know your wife Katie was was there. I, that's the, probably the biggest complaint I've heard for the game, and if that's the biggest complaint, I'm okay with that. But yeah, the lines at the concession stand were a bit much. And to me, it's got to be an easy fix. Uh, and 
my wife, we sit in the end zone, so I don't I don't know what happened on the east and the west sides and upper lower. I don't know. But as far as the end zone goes, you know, it was nothing better than it was last year, um, except for the prices. But, you know, you'd like to think that if you know you're going to have a good crowd and you know the prices are better than they have been, then you should probably expect more people. Um, and maybe they did. Maybe they were still just overwhelmed. I don't know. But they have a month to fix it, and I think it's easily fixed. I would love to see them put a few more little – uh, concessions, just small concession stands just around. Maybe this concession stand only has a couple items and that one only has a couple other items, but so, so at least you have an option. You don't have that huge log jam, but my wife sat there the entire first quarter. So she missed the entire quarter of football at a concession stand and that's just unacceptable. And the app, you know, there's an app. Uh, the, seat, the app didn't the work. The seats app didn't work. You no, know, didn't work for me. Anyway. Um, so hopefully they'll have that remedy by the next game. But these are things that I think that they're aware, fully aware of the seats mm-hmm. app. And right. I, I'm sure they're going to they're going to have a, a, fi- a fix in place. Sure. Before the next game. All right. Uh, bad. What else you got? Um, on, on, well, we kind of already mentioned it, but mostly going down. That's not great. Um, and I, I don't know what the word is yet, but my man was in some pain from where we were sitting in the end zone. That was just to our left, not very far away. And, you know, when, when, when they when they uh, carried him off of there, that. You know, the, he was putting zero pressure on that leg. It was just kind of dragging on the ground. He was thriving in pain. So I've heard, so, you know, at this point, they're, they're not going to talk about injuries, and I understand that. But from what I understand, if if, if worst-case scenario, it's ACL and he's out, right? Um, maybe best-case scenario is some sort of sprain, and, um, and, he, and he's out four to six weeks, something like that. But, you know, that, that – that definitely goes into my bad category when you lose your number one running back on the first carry of the season. That's just that's <laughs> that's typical Southern Miss, honestly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and another bad that I have here, um, and I think that it will improve, and I think it did improve during the game. But I thought the O line got pushed around a little bit. The um, the the and maybe that goes with, along with with Mosley also. If, if all of a sudden you you aren't keying in on that on that stud running back. Maybe that affects the offensive line a little bit, but I thought they got they got pushed back. And if you're getting pushed back, uh, and no offense to Alcorn, but if you're getting pushed back against somebody like Alcorn, I mean, what's what's it going to look like next week with Mississippi State? What's it going to look like with uh, with North Texas coming to town? So we have a lot of good players there. We've heard a lot of hype about them, but specifically in that first half, I, I didn't see a whole lot of improvement. But I do think that they got better during the game, and I hope to see more improvement uh, throughout the year. I think there's going to be it's going to be a situation where they're going to move some guys around, try some guys in some different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I will say this, I, I you know, Alcorn's defensive line was, I mean, they were game. It wasn't they're like good, they were. Right. I, I mean, they were better than most any FCS defensive line that we've ever seen come through here. So I, I'll be curious to see how the the line performs moving forward. But definitely, it was definitely a cause for concern. Not to get the not to top the hundred yards in, in rushing in this mm-hmm. first game. It was kind of, it was a little bit of a disappointment. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um. Any more bad? Not really. Uh, you know, I have, I have this whole thing that I was going to go into with the play calling, but I do think it got better during the game. And personally, I've just seen just a little bit too much of those behind the behind the line screens and the quarterback draws. But to the credit, uh, you didn't see any of them in the second half. So. Um, I, I'm going to at least withhold my judgment on Buster and the fellas until I, I think after the third game, I think it's it's fair to talk about. But right now, I, it's too small of a sample size. But 
Um, first half, I, I I did not care for the play calling <laughs> a whole lot, but but I I did like it in the second half. So need to work on what you got. Um, need to work on. Well, you mentioned the the rushing, uh, ninety one yards rushing versus an F, versus an FCS team. Uh, and I'll you know Alcorn is a good FCS team, but that's just that's just not good enough. That's that's has to improve. Um, moving forward this year versus you know not to mention the SEC teams that we have coming up, but just in our conference alone, that ninety one yards uh, just isn't going to cut it. I'm going to go with the next one. I'm going to say time of possession. You know, and 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 when I say time of possession, you have to realize too that we had two. Uh, you know, a kick return and a punt return for a touchdown. So right. that takes away right. an offensive possession on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, Alcorn State, 34-07 to Southern Miss, 25-53 in time of possession. Now, that being said, if you're going to look at that and, and how they dominated the time of possession, their total amount of yards was 219. So, you know, we did have some trouble at times containing their quarterback, but we only gave up 100 uh 144 yards passing and 75 yards rushing with that amount of time of possession is pretty stout. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, moving forward, we're definitely going to have to do a better job controlling the clock and and uh, keeping that defense off the field. Yeah. All right, Nick, I need to work on. What you, what you got? Um, penalties. Uh, you know, Foxworth was ejected. And, I, you know, you said you don't think that he – I thought it was reported that he was going to have to miss the first half versus Mississippi State. I understand that maybe that's not the case now. I'm not um, – well, Hobson at the press conference today said he wasn't sure because it okay. wasn't a targeting call. It was it was a, a personal foul. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. they were going to look into that and see what his status was. And I don't – you know, I know things get heated. I don't mind a personal foul call here or there. You get two of them, you probably need to settle down just a little bit. And he's a guy that – that you know he was in those offensive lines in the second half that were kind of starting to make their mark. So um, you hope that he'll be ready to go this Saturday. But yeah, those are things you gotta you gotta you gotta keep your head on straight in games like that. Yeah, uh, and I just have one more thing for the uh, what we need to work on. And you mentioned it earlier, but the drops. Uh, there's at least two huge drops that that I can uh, remember. They probably would have went for six. If not for six, they'd have been for humongous gains. So again. Um, the little things like that that may not affect you in um, games versus Alcorn State, but will probably affect you next week. You know, you can't have those exact same two drops. So, first game, uh, maybe you know, if you want to think about it, like the like the NFL, that was that was a preseason game. That was our final walkthrough, and next week it really starts. So, it's a good thing that we have some things to work on, and it's also a good thing that we have those things to work on. And everybody knows we didn't have our best game, and we still came away came away with a uh, with a huge victory. So I'm sure UAB would like to trade with that. I mean, they barely squeaked by Alabama State, so it, it could be a little worse. But the good thing is, it can be a lot better. Yeah, you didn't we didn't play our best game. Still covered the spread, won by mm-hmm. 28 points. I mean, it was you know I, there were some things that you you're a little disappointed in, but all in all, I mean, it was a, it was a great effort and mm-hmm. and something you can definitely build on. And coming out of games like this, sometimes it's good to have, to know that you have something you got to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll throw in one more need to work on the post game traffic. You know, I know it was all corn. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of rough, but hopefully these are things that will be addressed as well as the concession stands after the game. All right. So some other notes from the game: Deion Sanders and his son Shadur Sanders 
uh, highly touted quarterback prospect were on campus to take in the game. If you watched Dion's Instagram, so go to at Dion Sanders on Instagram, watch this video. It's incredible. Kind of shows them walking around the campus on the sidelines. And then it shows them up in the athletic director's office where they are sitting there talking with his former teammates, TJ Slaughter and Adelius Thomas. Right. It was great. How cool was that? Oh, awesome. It's great to see those guys on campus. I saw some photos on social media of uh, TJ and Adelius rolling around with, um, Gideon. Sherrod Gideon, yeah. yeah. So, and Sherrod Gideon was also a guest on the WJTV show. I missed him, but he was also on that as well. So, um, I don't know how much, I don't know the interest level there with Shador Sanders and Southern Miss, but this is his second visit here. Uh, and it looked like they had a great time. It looked like Dion had a great time. It's, there's got to be a little bit to it, right? The, the first time that he came on campus, you know, we're like, well, this is, he's just, you know, he's coming here to hang out with Favre, some of his old guys, and he's doing a favor. Uh, you come back again, especially to the opener. Um, you don't just jump on a plane and do that just, you know, because, right? There's got to be a little bit to it. Is it still a, you know, a long shot? Probably. But um, <laughs> I'm sure glad that they picked here to do it. It's just cool for, for them to, to maybe Southern Miss is an option, so. That's cool. It's always good to see. And I, I, I did like a little Where's Waldo action on the. I saw that you found him. I found Dion in the. If, so they did a panoramic photo, at Blakeney Productions. You can go look at it. I'm sure it's on the Southern Miss websites and stuff. But they did a early in the game. They did like a panoramic photo, and they're they're selling the pano, panoramic, uh, you know, the photos that you can buy and hang in your office and whatnot. But I found Dion up on the balcony in McGill, in uh, McLean's office, looking at his phone. So yeah. you, you <laughs> can, if you cool. want to go find him, you can go find him in there as well. You can, me and Jason, you can, you can barely see us because we're stuck behind Eric Kitchen's big head. <laughs> you can see you a lot. You can see like half of me looking at my phone. I didn't even know they were doing the picture. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either. I think I was leaning on the rail. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, but good times anyway. So. Mm-hmm. For their efforts, these are the players of the week. Like I mentioned before, on offense, quarterback Jack Abraham was named player of the week uh, by the Southern Myth co- coaching staff. On defense, safety DQ Thomas. And then on special teams, Andrew Stein, the new kicker. Now, Hop said in the presser that he fully expects Jalen Adams to be up for some national awards. So they kind of wanted to throw Andrew Stein a bone in a solid performance, especially as a true freshman. So he said that if, uh, if, if Jalen doesn't get the national accolades, then they're going to, they'll give him a t-shirt or something, but (laughs) (laughs) they felt like he deserved a little more than, than the team's player of the week. He deserves a a national honor. And that's a very, very fair point. Yeah. Well, Hey, you mentioned Stein. Uh, we didn't even talk about him. I don't know how I didn't mention him in the good, but, Man, what a leg on that kid, huh? Yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes moving forward. It was a great first outing. I will say that. Yeah. Kicking him out of the end zone, making every kick. He didn't miss a kick, right? No, he didn't miss a kick. I just jinxed him, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> looked good. He looked good. So game two for the Golden Eagles. Game two for the Golden Eagles is coming up this Saturday, September the 7th at 2.30 p.m., in Starkville, Mississippi, taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That game will air on ESPNU. All-time record between the Bulldogs and Golden Eagles, 14-14-1. The Golden Eagles are 6-9-1 and 
in games played in Starkville. If you look at the line, Vegas, I think it opened as uh, we were 18.5-point underdogs. Currently, we are 16.5-point underdogs, so there's been a little bit of movement in our direction. Some other notes uh, on the game. Um, Keaton Thompson it was a, started at the end of the year last year for Mississippi State at quarterback. He announced he was transferring. Well, today, when they released the depth chart at their presser, he was um, one of the tied for second string quarterback, I guess. They had him listed as an oar. Another... Another thing to bring up regarding the availability of players for Mississippi State, they just had a um, tutor scandal that required several of their players to be suspended for eight games. They aren't announcing who the players are. They aren't announcing what games they're going to be suspended for. And the coach said today that he's not going to announce who these players are that will be suspended until the pregame. So this past weekend... Um, defensive tackle Lee Autry and linebacker Willie Gay. Those are two starters on the defense. It's been rumored that they were some of the ones that were going to be suspended repeatedly. But like I said, there's nothing official that's come out. The other players that were suspended this past week, um, wide receiver Wop Jason, Quatrivius Johnson, offensive lineman, safety Marcus Murphy, and then their kicker Jace Chrisman. Uh, my understanding is that Jace will be back this week to contend for the kicking duty, so he may not be one of those in the mix. Also, offensive lineman uh, Michael Story, that's another one that, that was out this past week. So we don't know exactly who the players are going to be out. I feel pretty certain that Autry and Gay are, are not going to be playing, but you never know. There is, it looks like they're trying to stagger these suspensions as well. So... We're not going to know until pregame who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Also, there's a couple of players that are a little dinged up. Uh, left guard Darion Parker, uh, center Daryl Williams, and center Evan Wilkerson are all day-to-day as of right now. So I, I would assume a little gameplay in action, and we probably won't know the status on those guys till the end of the week as well. Now for Southern Miss, on the players that are out, suspended, and whatnot. Like we mentioned earlier, Travinsky Mosley. Fully do not expect Travinsky Mosley to play this week, even though we listed him on our depth chart. Quez Watkins, as we talked about before the season, is suspended for the first two games. Not too many details have come out about that, but fully expect him back for Troy. DeMichael Harris didn't play this weekend. Uh, they kind of mentioned that he was out, so I don't know if he's going to play. And then we talked about the situation with Bryce Foxworth, where he was ejected for two unsportsmanlike conducts. But like Hop said in the presser, not targeting, so we're not sure exactly where he stands as far as it come, goes with suspension. So um, I know there were a couple other guys that got dinged up. I really don't know the status of anybody. We really don't talk about injuries very much, much right. so it may be a situation where we start the game before we find out who actually is going to play. Huh. Well, that's uh, – but other than that, I mean, I know we just mentioned a couple things, but other than that, we came out of, out of the Alcorn game – relatively healthy right yeah relatively i mean you had a couple of guys dinged up but you know and it hurt losing your first string running back but for the most part i believe we're we're pretty healthy, especially on defense i didn't see anything really on defense that looked like it was going to be an issue so did you watch any of the uh mississippi state um ulala game i did i did i actually watched a little bit i thought that um I thought their quarterback has a very live arm. Uh, for the most part, he was accurate, but he did have a couple that just kind of were a little off target. 
Um, their running back, Kylan Hill, is an absolute stud. He may be one of the best running backs in all of college football. Um, I felt like their defense was not as consistent as they've been in the past. I mean, it's hard to compare their defense to what they've had in the past. You lose three guys that were first-round draft picks. Yeah, your defense is not going to be as good. But um, Lafayette really – Lafayette, Louisiana – Lafayette, ULL, they they really took it to them on the ground. Of course, Lafayette has has three really solid running backs, so you know kind of expected. But I saw a team that in some ways was better than I expected, and I saw a team that was a little more vulnerable in in some ways than I expected. Hmm. I sure wish that we would have had a nice running day to kind of uh, lead right into this next game, but we really didn't. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from the game this week. I, I, I thought I would have a better idea after watching us play um, this past week, but I just don't. Do you? I don't. I really don't. I really thought – I mean, there's some things for both teams that uh, I thought were better than I expected, and there's some things that were not as good as I expected. So, And some of these things are going to match up. <laughs> you know. And, look, I, hey, and also, I mean, in, in no way do I think that Buster was going to show his, his, you know, his whole play sheet, right? Right, um, they didn't. I mean, you you go as vanilla as you can to get away with a victory, and you know we couldn't have gone much more vanilla than we did offensively. So hopefully, it's just you know fingers crossed. Uh, the, we have a lot more to show, even with even with Mosley and Quez out. I, I would just hope that there's a lot more to show, and and I I think we have to just the, the athletics the, the athletes that we have on that side of the ball. There just seems like there's so much more that it can be done with it. So. Let's you know who knows. We'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday, but I think there's a little bit more, a little bit more to uh, to Buster than 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 he let on. I think there's a lot more than what was let on this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that I, th- I think we haven't even scratched the surface of the playbook. I mean, we might have run a dozen plays. I mean, like you said, it's very vanilla. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know you had they did a lot of moving around in the offensive line in the off season i guess to kind of build some experience in different spots if injuries were to arise but you really didn't get that continuity that you'd like to have and two with some of these juco guys you think back to norman price his first year was not the best but he really hit his second his stride in his second season here at southern miss so i feel like we got some some spots to build around on the line uh, i think they got some figuring out to do this week whether it be you know, fully implemented in time. I'm not sure, but I don't think we even came close to scratching the surface of what plays, what formations, what packages. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't show this week, and 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 I'm sure there's some of that for them as well. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good, hard-fought game. I really don't expect it to be a you know blowout either way. Um, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a fight. This quarterback from Mississippi State is he a, is he a runner also? He's got a little bit of that in him, yeah. And here's a fun fact. I talked about it with Matt, but so he transferred from Penn State. We also have a transfer from Penn State and Torrance Brown. So you got two guys that played with each other for a couple of years, and they're going to be, you know, on opposite sides of the ball. So maybe Torrance could get him a sack or two. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, absolutely. But I think their strength's a lot. I mean, their strength is their offense. Our strength is our defense. So you're going to have that's how we're going to have to square off. So we'll see what happens. Um, a little bit of NFL news before we shut it down. Uh, it was announced today that Nick Mullins is, was announced to be the second string quarterback for the 49ers. Um, 
this past weekend after being released by the Miami Dolphins. Former Southern, ba- Southern Miss cornerback Cornell Armstrong signed a two-year contract with the Houston Texans, and he is on their 53-man roster. And then it was announced that uh, former Golden Eagle cornerback and Seattle Seahawks cornerback Kalen Reed suffered a neck injury during a preseason game that is likely mm. career-ending. So mm. our best to Kalen and his family. Just a Golden Eagle great. A, a, really, you don't have too many highlight reels at cornerback, but he he was that. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know, what do you say? What do you say? And um, thoughts and prayers. It's a, uh, it's he's going through a real tough time right now. And, and you know, the good thing is he's got he's got good people back here, well, good people, good people there, and good people here to uh, to kind of lean on for it. So thoughts and prayers. All right, let's shut it down. Special thanks to all of our guests. Jeremy Cooper, Steve Farmer, Wesley Dickens, Luke Johnson, Jim Thompson, Tanner Swepman, John Adam Hackney, Philip Scott, and Matt Wyatt. You can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Jason at Bumper J Bailey. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout outs. Shout out to college sports unfiltered.com. Southern Miss fans, if you want to have some banner, go there and check it out. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Shout out to the courtyard by Marriott. Shout out to our friend of the show, Steve Farmer, for all of his contributions to the tailgate lifestyle. Sure. Jason, do you have any shout outs? <laughs> no, I think you stole every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, if you guys want to support the show, patreon.com slash to the top talk. Get on there if you want to get a shout out, if you want to run an ad, if you want to sponsor the show as a whole, you can do that all there at patreon.com slash to the top talk. Look for to the top talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating and a review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. All right, Jason, so this is it. This uh, Saturday night, Game 2, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, 2.30 p.m. on ESPNU. Uh, Best of luck to everybody making the trek up to start Vegas for the game. And then next week, we're going to be talking about another big game for us, the Troy Trojans, Mm -hmm. the the battle of uh, McLean and Brent Jones. (laughs) Hopefully, they'll duke it out at halftime. That's what I want to see. Get my money on McLean. I do, too. I do, too. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.
could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Puts you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state